Welcome to the Excellent Life Podcast, a podcast where you are inspired, motivated, and challenged to live a life of excellence. On the show, I will cover topics like created for excellence, keys to living an excellent life, and living your very best life. My special guests will also share from their wealth of experience the principles for living an excellent life. I'm your host, Bola Mataloko, and I'm so excited to be with you today. Welcome to episode 25 of the Excellent Life Podcast. I remain yours truly, Paula Mataloko, and I'm super excited to be with you again today. The topic for today's show is resetting excellently. What do you do when the unexpected happens? When life throws you a curveball that you just did not see coming? That has kind of been the story of my life so far this year. The year began with what for me was the unexpected transition to glory of my beloved mom. My mom was 83 years old when she passed. And I guess some may ask whether her passing was unexpected after all. My answer is that it was unexpected because it was an eventuality that I never allowed myself to think about. In the months since our passing, there have also been a few curveballs thrown my way, which totally disrupted my well-laid plans for the year. I finished last year on quite a high. and was looking forward to diving into this year full steam ahead. All of a sudden, all the plans I had for the year seemed so inconsequential. As much as I tried to, I just could not get going. There were so many questions running through my mind at different times. Why did this happen? What am I supposed to do? How do I find the strength and the motivation to carry on? My initial reaction was to kick into autopilot, doing everything expected of me in what I like to call a zombie state. I blocked out the pain and disappointment as best as I could by trying to keep my mind occupied. But all this did was to provide little bouts of relief before I found myself in a state of confusion and disappointment that just would not go away. I spent many nights crying and pouring out my heart to God in prayer, asking him to take away the pain. Then it occurred to me that deep down there was some anger and even resentment which were hindrance to my prayers. With the help and support of my family and friends and many months of walking through the ebbs and flows of what has been a truly difficult time, I realized that it was time to do a reset. It is my earnest hope and desire that my learnings will inspire someone listening to do the same. Here are some of the lessons I've learned in my reset journey. Number one, pause and reflect. When the unexpected happens and things do not seem to pan out the way we want them to, it is important to hit 
the pause button and take time to reflect. The exercise of pausing and reflecting allows you to take a step back from events and experiences so as to get a proper perspective on the situation. It allows your mind time to breathe and helps you gain clarity on the situation. There is a proverb that when life gives you lemons, make lemonade. The meaning of the proverb is to overcome your problems and look for a solution. It's an encouraging phrase meant to change a person's mindset to a positive state where they can look past the misfortune in their life. The origin of the proverb, when life gives you lemons, comes from a Christian writer, Albert Hubbard. Hubbard writes an obituary in 1915 for actor Michel Pickney Wilder. The title of the obituary was The King of Jesters, praising Wilder's attitude and achievements while being disabled. He cashed in on his disabilities. He picked up the lemons that faith gave him and started a lemonade stand. The lemon in the phrase refers to the bitterness of the problem. Typically, people will pair the saying with make lemonade. The lemonade means that you can turn the situation into a bittersweet success with the right mindset. This phrase is used to spark optimism and a positive can-do attitude in the face of adversity or misfortune. Lemons suggest sourness or difficulty in life. Making lemonade is turning them into something positive or desirable. As a Christian, pausing and reflecting is more than just thinking for a while about how things are going or what to do next. Pausing to reflect will help you avoid reacting haphazardly and enable you to plan for your next step strategically. Pausing to reflect helps you to make a conscious decision to stop, take stock, and reflect on what is happening and can be quite illuminating. It allows you to see more clearly what is really important and helps you make better choices to stay on course in the right direction. Taking time to reflect creates greater self-awareness and helps to separate your own perception of the situation as an objective observer. It allows you to notice your thoughts and feelings and become aware of your internal story. You can then shift from reacting blindly to responding thoughtfully. Reflection is important and valuable, but I must admit it is not always easy. It takes time and intentionality to make it happen. It can also be quite challenging because true reflection can bring more to the surface than just the beautiful things of life. When you take time to pause and reflect, you become wiser and more compassionate, not just for yourself, but others as well. Number two, 
it's okay to admit that you are not okay. The question I was asked the most after my mom passed was, are you okay? My answer was almost always the same. I am doing fine by the grace of God. The reality was that I was not okay. And there were times I almost blotted out in frustration. Can't you see that I am not okay? Everyone had their opinion about how I should feel, how I should behave, and the necessary steps of actions to take. All of this with the very best of intentions. Being a pastor and a leader, I also put certain expectations on myself as to how to handle everything I was going through. I went about my responsibilities in the manner that was expected of me and everyone kind of assumed that everything was fine. This was the case until one fine Sunday after church when a friend of mine walked up to me and for the first time I let down my guard and admitted that I really was not fine. It was as if the dam had broken And for the next hour or so, I poured out my true feelings of anger, confusion, resentment, and even desperation. This unplanned encounter turned out to be just what I needed. The next day, I felt somewhat lighter, and this marked the start of my journey to healing and wellness. There is nothing wrong in admitting that you are not okay. It may very well be the first step towards picking yourself up, moving forward and getting even stronger. Admitting you are not okay gives you a sense of freedom because it allows you to free yourself from the idea that the strongest people are always okay despite everything. This is simply not the case. Admitting you are not okay helps you slow things down and go through what you are going through at your own pace. That way you do not put too much pressure on yourself. Admitting you are not okay means you will get to understand how your weaknesses will only make you stronger in the long run. As the saying goes, what does not kill you only makes you stronger. Admitting that you are not okay can bring you to the people who actually do care for you. And this will make you realize that you are not alone. Admitting that you are not okay gets you to open yourself to all other ways to actually make yourself better. Number three. Take time out. As a lover of sports, I understand the value of taking time out. A time out is used by the coach to stop an opponent's momentum, to calm a team down, or to simply regroup. Children may also receive a time out to enable them to calm down and think about what they are doing. When the unexpected happens or things are not going as planned, it is also important to take a time out. Taking time out allows you to rest, heal, 
and recover. In order for any timeout to be effective, it must be properly planned and executed. An effective way to take time out is to embark on a spiritual retreat which I just did and the benefits are truly life-changing. Some practical steps toward a successful retreat or timeout are firstly, make the decision to schedule the time when you will embark on your retreat. It is important to give yourself time to plan so that your retreat does not end up being rushed, thereby defeating the whole purpose of the retreat. Secondly, choose a quiet place that offers comfort and a minimum of distractions. As much as a retreat is a spiritual exercise, you want to be physically comfortable. A valuable lesson I learned in the not-too-distant past. Thirdly, spend time in prayer and scripture reading. This will provide the necessary tools to heal and recover, as well as provide direction for the future. Fourthly, keep a journal. This will help you document the lessons and instructions you need to continue from where you left up. Lastly, use your retreat to create tangible goals for the next few months. This should include goals for your spiritual as well as your mental, physical, and emotional well-being. Number four, come up with a plan of action. So life has thrown you a curveball. You have had time to pause and reflect. You have taken a time out to heal and recover. What next? A proper plan of action will help you navigate the road ahead. A plan of action ensures that you are able to follow your heart and intuition and is exactly what gives you the structure and direction you need to stay on track towards your dreams when other aspects of your life threaten to get in the way. A plan of action will provide sufficient motivation and drive to pick up and continue from where you stopped when the unexpected happened and stopped you dead in your tracks. A plan of action ensures that you will act with purpose and a clear goal rather than trying to figure things out as you go along. A good plan of action must outline the tools resources, and people that you will need to accomplish your goals. There is nothing wrong with asking for help as you make the decision to get back on track. Seeking help is not a weakness, but can actually be very empowering. Your plan of action should have a realistic timeline but give yourself sufficient time to accomplish your goals so that you are not overwhelmed. Number five, execute, execute, execute. No matter how, how well laid out your plan of action is, it serves no useful purpose if you are not able to execute it. It takes commitment and consistency with great intentionality to be able to execute. As a person of faith, 
I recognize that I need the grace of God, which is really God's blessing on your human effort to execute. Grace is by no means an excuse to be lazy, but rather it is an incentive to put in the work, knowing fully well that your efforts will be rewarded. As I close the show today, I want you to know that when the unexpected happens, it is only a temporary setback. With the right perspective and an effective course of action, you can turn things around to reset excellently. You never can tell whether that setback might just be your springboard to your next level of greatness. I want you to know that I am rooting for you every step of the way. Till next time, bye for now and God bless you. Thanks for joining me this week on the Excellent Life Podcast. I trust that you have been inspired by the show today. Make sure to follow me on Instagram at Bola Mataloko, the Excellent Life Coach. And be sure to subscribe to the show on iTunes so you never miss an episode. If you love the show, please leave a rating on iTunes so that I can continue to bring you many more life-changing episodes. Thank you for listening and I will be with you in two weeks for another inspiring episode. Till then, remember, it is possible to live your very best life.